What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm back. This is Paul. This is Paul in Theology. And we're back in a new book study for our daily devos. We're in Amos, back in the Old Testament, guys. And this time we're in the Minor Prophets. Now, this is not because they are minor in worth, but because their books are a bit shorter. Though you, you probably couldn't tell from this one. This still still got nine chapters. But it is part of uh, what the Hebrews um, call the Twelve. It's 12 minor prophets uh, that consist of, I guess, um, like Jonah, uh, Amos, Joel, um, Obadiah. It's some, it's some ones that you're like, oh, I ain't heard of that one <laughs> because it's not a very you, you flip over. You might miss them, man. But we're going to do Amos, man, because this one's actually a really good book. All the books of the Bible are good. But this one, man, uh, I particularly like it. It's got a little twist on what sometimes we as the people of God think is a powerful thing. So I believe the um, overall message of this is the day of the Lord. It's the day of the Lord is coming. And this is probably one of the earliest times that we have seen that has written about the day of the Lord. Uh, depends on what, where they classify Joel and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this is one of the first times we talk about that. We're not going to get into it right now, but we will when we get there. And definitely we'll explain a little bit more on that and why it's so famous in the scripture. Another thing that's famous in the scripture is what we're about to dive into on the next episode. This episode, we're just going to do a little introduction on who Amos is, and then uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll start going over the book. Let's go ahead and read. It's chapter one, verses one through two. So if you haven't read it, stop the tape, check it out, see what it has to say. It's only two verses, and then come back and we'll answer the four questions, man. So um, if you have read it, then it's time to jump on in, guys. It's time to dive on in. So what is this saying? What is actually being spoken? Well, it's, it's just the introduction. It says that uh, the words of Amos. So that's how we know who wrote the book. We know who uh, wrote this down. It's Amos. It says the words of Amos. And then it says uh, who was a shepherd or sheep herder from Tekoa. So now we know where he's from and we know what his occupation is. A little bit about the occupation thing, though, is that as a, a shepherd or a sheep herder, and then later on, we're going to see him talk about it a little bit more in um, um, later on uh, chapters. But it's a unique job that he has because he is not just like a shepherd like David was. He's a shepherd, like a sheep herder. Uh, he's one that's over. He's like a manager. You know, you got the sheep. You got the shepherds that take care of the sheep. Well, he's like a manager and he distributes all of the sheep to different places to the people that need him. So he's actually probably a lot of people think he may be a little wealthy, man, and that this is not his first occupation, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And then it says, but who was a seer for Israel? So now we know who he's talking to is that first off who he is. He's not, he's not, he's not a normal prophet. And we'll see that later. But then second, he's profiting to prophesying to the people of Israel. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit further. It says in the days of uh, uh, in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And then it says in the days of Jeroboam, uh, son of Joash, king of Israel. So this is when the kingdom is split. A little bit about the split of the kingdom is that I believe after Solomon, um, his son came up and 
he asked the elders, he was like, ah, what should I do to, to do good? And one was like, be kind to him. The other one was like, ah, be more harsh. And his friends were the one that was saying be more harsh. And the elders, the wiser ones were saying that you should be kind because his father Samuel was harsh. And so, or I'm sorry, not Samuel, but uh, his father uh, um, Solomon was harsh. And so he was harsh with him, man. He's like, be harsh or be harder. Tell him what to do. And then he did that and the kingdom split. Now, that was the outward reason, but the inward reason was the Lord said that uh, he was going to divide the kingdom because they were uh, because uh, Solomon did not continue to serve God the way that he was supposed to. And so uh, because of that, the kingdom was divided. And then a little bit of history about the kingdoms is that the, the northern kingdom, Israel, also, I believe, called um, Ephraim, they never, none of the kings ever served God. None of them. The lower kingdom, which is called Judah, is uh, also one that had good kings. Some people that were really good. You know, Hezekiah, Joash. We had a lot of people who were um, um, uh, good good kings. Josiah, not Joash. I'm sorry. Josiah. We had a lot of uh, good kings down there, but there were still bad kings. So that's a little bit of history on that. And so what Amos is doing is he is prophesying to the northern kingdom to the kings that never sought after God. And it says that, uh, and this was uh, the, the dated when he, when he did it. It, it, it gave the two kings, um, Uzziah and then uh, Jeroboam. And then <clears throat> it said two years after the earthquake. And then after that, it goes on to say, the, the, the Amos says, the Lord roars from Zion, man. It says that he gives his voice or he proclaims or he uh, growls. Uh, uh, and it says, and when he does that, guess what happens, man? It says the fields of the shepherds, they dry up. And it says that the, the mountain peaks of Mount Carmel, they wither. Ooh, that's crazy, ain't it, man? That is insane. So what should we uh, uh, learn about God? What do we learn about God in this um, particular verses? Well, first off, we know that when the Lord speaks, it could be scary. Man, he is powerful with his words. His words carry weight because when he speaks, he roars. Man, he don't just, he don't just, uh, uh, I think in um, Revelation, it talks about how when the Lord speaks that it's like rushing waters. Uh, Grace, uh, my wife sent me a, a video while she was, I didn't get to go, but she went to Niagara Falls. Hopefully I get to go on this van adventure, but uh, she went to Niagara Falls, sent me a picture, man. And it was so loud. Those waterfalls, that's rushing waters. It was so loud, man. I bet it was overpowering. I can't wait to hear it. Cause I just want to connect it, man. Like I want to be there in presence, but I think that's the power of the voice of the Lord that when he speaks, man, he roars a lion. That's the fiercest thing in the jungle, man. You know what I'm saying? That's the fiercest thing in the jungle. And that's how the sound of God's voice comes out. He roars. He roars. What's it saying about man? I think it's saying that whenever we uh, hear God speak, we better listen with a voice that powerful. You got to listen. And I believe it's also you got to be fearful, man. You got to humiliate yourself. You've got to humble yourself. I think that's a better way of saying it. You got to humble yourself before him because of the power of what he is able to do. Well, how can we apply these truths about the, the power of God and then us needing to listen? Well, I think that we should recognize 
because this is the very words of God, the scriptures that we're reading. It says that Amos is a prophet, but then he says that this is what the Lord says. These are the very words of the Lord. So as we're reading, these are the, the words that God has spoken. And so I think we need to recognize that. And when God speaks, I already said we should listen because he got that powerful voice. Well, then as he speaks, as we read his words, man, let us listen. Let us listen. I appreciate you guys for listening this uh, morning, afternoon or night, whatever time it is. And I will see you in the next episode as we continue through our study in Amos. Amos.